0: Chapter 35 of Pee Wee Harris on the Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA. Pee Wee Harris on the Trail by Percy Keezy Fitzhugh. Chapter 35 Scoutmaster Ned doesn't see. But Scoutmaster Ned was curious, and when they reached the little cottage, he jumped out, and, taking the can of gasoline he had brought, he bade the others go on their way, saying that he would follow when he got his car started. "'Well, sir, you haven't been sitting here all this time, I hope,' he said to Peter. "'Nice brisk morning, hey? Kind of weather to give you an appetite.' wouldn't they wait for you peter asked i'm glad to get rid of them said scoutmaster ned in a way of friendly confidence they make a noise like an earthquake that little fellow's the worst of the lot he ought to have a muffler is he a real scout peter ventured oh he's two or three scouts what do you think of them crazy bunch hey they're all real scouts are they peter asked hesitantly they think they are now look here he added sitting down on the running board in a companionable way beside peter i want you to tell me what made you say that road was closed there was a light in the sky you saw that big tall light that that fellow named nick he made it yes and what made you close the road somebody tell you the light meant something There wasn't anybody around here, said Peter, growing more at ease as everyone did with Scoutmaster Ned. Except Aunt Sarah Wicket, and she's crazy. There's nobody in this house but my mother. How about Mr. Fee? No? Well, then, who told you to close the road? Come now, you and I are pals, and you have to tell me. A Scoutmaster? A real live Scoutmaster? A pal of his? Why, that was more wonderful than reading a signal. Peter's hands rubbed together nervously, and he hedged, as a scout should never do. I I want that scout to get that cup, the one that sent the message. Could, maybe, could I see that cup, if it's in this car? In the excitement of the night, Scoutmaster Ned had forgotten all about the stunt cup, as they had come to call it. He now brought it forth from under the rear seat and unwound the flannel rag that was around it and polished it a little as he held it up. It shone in the bright morning sunlight, and Peter saw his face in it. That was strange that Peter Piper of Piper's Crossroads should see his own face looking at him from the radiant surface of a Scout Prize Cup. He had never even seen such a good mirror before. He just gazed at it, and continued to gaze, as Scoutmaster Ned held it up, awarded for the—it shone so, he could hardly make out the words—for the best all-scout stunt of the season. It cost a lot of money, didn't it? Oh, something less than a couple of thousand dollars. Looked nice standing on a scout's table, huh? Scoutmaster Ned gave it another little rub and contemplated it admiringly. "'We had enough of a fuss getting it, that's sure. "'See that Maltese cross on it? "'That's our by-troop sign. "'We have two troops, always hang together. "'A troop's one bunch in scouting. "'That kid thought the Maltese cross meant that the cup was to drink malted milk out of it. "'He's a three-ring circus, that kid.' it was a stunt to send that to make that light wasn't it peter asked well i'll say it was said scoutmaster ned giving the cup another admiring rub that settled it for peter he could not match his poor little exploit against such miraculous performances the sight of those uniforms in the broad daylight had cowed him the sight of nick vernon's signalling badge had brought him to his sober senses he felt ashamed even of his dreams and his pretending. The brief glimpse he had had of Scout Harris, in all his flaunting array, going forth to new conquests surrounded by infatuated disciples, these things settled it for poor Peter. He thought himself lucky not to have drawn attention, and been made a fool by those heroes. Maybe they would not all have been as considerate as Scoutmaster Ned. The safest thing, as well as the thing nearest to his heart, was to stand for Nick Vernon. He could stand for him even if he was afraid of him. After all, a pioneer scout was not really and truly a scout. I don't know why I put the rope up, he said nervously. I just did. There is a... A bad place in the road, if you're going fast. I'll, I'll just as soon show it to you, if you don't believe me. I thought maybe the light, but anyway, I wasn't sure. And I'll show you that bad place. I guess he'll sure win the cup, won't he, the scout that made the light? Shouldn't wonder, said Scoutmaster Ned, a little puzzled, but apparently satisfied. Didn't you say something about a signal? "'to that little codger. "'Or was he dreaming? "'Or am I dreaming?' "'He scrutinized Peter very curiously, "'but seeing no sign of the scout about him, "'he dismissed the receiving end of this business "'with Peter's rather awkward explanation, "'and let it go at that. "'As for what Pee-wee had said, "'that did not worry Scoutmaster Ned. "'Pee-wee's dream and experiences "'seemed to be all mixed together, like the things in a hunter's stew. Scoutmaster Ned went by the signs, which scouts do, and the signs were a funny ticking shirt and a pair of pantaloons like stovepipes. No hint of scouting there. For you see, the scout was inside of Peter Piper of Piper's Crossroads. That was why he was for Nick Vernon. It was inside him, and disguised as pee-wee would have said as a checkerboard shirt and that was why scoutmaster ned couldn't see it end of chapter thirty five recording by bill mosley lano county texas u s a